host Keller Hodges. I'm hoping you are having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, I want to go ahead and apologize uh, for kind of the way I sound right now. Uh, just going to be completely transparent with you guys. As I'm recording this, it's about 5.15 in the morning. <laughs> um, for me to have time to watch the match um, and then record this, then go get groceries, and then go get work, I kind of had to get up early this morning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm sorry if I sound like complete garbage. And before one of y'all gets smart and says you always sound like complete garbage, you're right. But I sound different than normal. <laughs> um, oh man, before I get into last night's match, which I just got done watching for the first time, I kind of I want to start off with a rant, and this has nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> um, as a lot of y'all know, I am going back to working um full time again. Um, I would say classes are out, but I'm still in classes. I'll take summer classes, so um, taking, uh, doing school, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I don't have as much time as I would like. Um, so anyway, um, I am last night. A, I had I work at a um, restaurant uh, as a server, and I was waiting on this table it was a group of seven people they came in three of them did incredibly nice humans they're like oh let's go put some appetizers before our, our party gets here awesome let's do that and then uh, everything's going great i bring them drinks everything's going awesome well the rest of the party shows up awesome and at the same time their appetizers are out um I set everything down, and the man, there's a man there who looks at me. He just sat down. When I say he just got there, I he was sitting down as I was putting down their plates or uh, uh, food, and he just looks at me and just goes, plates. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, we need plates uh, for context. The only thing that came out was the appetizers dish. I was going to get them plates in a moment. I just, you know, I only have so many hands. <laughs> so that was my first interaction with that dude. And, man, that was the nicest thing he said to me all night. <laughs> um, God, that sucked. <laughs> uh, so don't be rude. Uh, a... Um, and I had another moment last night where um, I was supposed to get groceries last night, um, but I ended up not getting off work for over an hour late, and by then the grocery store had closed, and the reason I got off late was because group came in right before we closed, which is fine. Um, they were celebrating graduation. Hey, congrats. You know, that's that's fine. They kept me there till over an hour after we closed, and I still had to do closing work. So it wasn't like they left, I leave. You know, I still had stuff to do after they left. Um, 
and they one of them kept making a big to do about ooh I want to we're going to make sure we treat you well we're going to make sure we treat you well thank you so much for staying up and late for us thank you so much for staying up and late for us um we're going to treat you well we're going to treat you well um did not even tip 15% and listen hey if you're if you're about like not supporting tip culture hey I get it I hate tip culture too trust me but if you want to take a stand on tip culture, don't eat out. <laughs> that that's my advice to you because I mean, I'm only making 213 an hour, right? Um I'm relying on tips. You know that, I know that. And so they kept me there for over an hour, tipped me below 15%, which I think if you're keeping me at the restaurant for over an hour after we close, um 15% is still below minimum in my opinion, but anyway, that sucked, and because of that, I couldn't go get groceries, which means I did not eat last night, so this morning, I'm going to get groceries, make breakfast for me real quick, because I did not get a chance to eat dinner, because they kept me last night, that was five whole minutes of me ranting about my day yesterday, um, so sorry, but I figured that this rant was much more enjoyable than the Pittsburgh match last night. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. That was bad, wasn't it? So bad. Um, golly. I, I don't also say, I don't also say, um, it was bad, uh, Pittsburgh, absolutely slaughtered us. Uh, Matt Van Okel had a fantastic match last night. Everybody knows that. I feel like, in general, and this is going to seem wrong, um, but I feel like our defense was generally okay. The commentators kept making the comment about Legion's pretty leaky. Legion is pretty leaky. Legion's pretty leaky. Which... I think it's not horribly incorrect, but I also don't think it's necessarily true. Um, I took some notes. I took just some general ideas of the match. Um, generally, before I record these, I like to watch the match twice to make sure I didn't miss anything. I just didn't have that kind of time today. So if I'm wrong on something, hey, let me know. Um, but what I kind of saw was this team was playing. I in Pittsburgh was pressing us, just kind of forcing the issue. And then they would just go right at us. And then they would force us to turn the ball over, which I think is what, is what was wrong last night. The defense wasn't bad, right? It's hard to it's hard to it's hard to remain defensive if and have a good defensive showing if you're constantly giving up the ball. Same thing, right? Where if you're always on the back foot, you can't create offense. You're resorting to really just crap chances 
and I think it was a little bit of everything. The dribbling was off yesterday. We're very much a dribbling-oriented team. I think everybody knows that, right? I don't think that's a shock. We like to keep the ball on the ground. And, again, I don't know if this is true, but to me, it comes off as from Tommy Snow when he was a player. He started off as an indoor player, and I definitely think you see that where he loves, loves to keep the ball on the ground. Crosses, bad. We don't do crosses. We hate those. We only had 10 of them last night, and a lot of them are when – Crosses are not necessarily a ball that is uh, lofted into the air from the from a wide area. It's also ground crosses, which is what we do a lot. And our dribbles were awful. We attempted a lot <laughs> last night, and it they were bad. Uh, we kept we kept just uh, being dispossessed. Dispossessed. Our passing was simple. Um, and there's something to be said about keep it simple, stupid, right? But whenever we are leading the defense to our next passing option because it is that basic, that's an issue. And they were able to do that because we were dribbling ourselves into bad positions. Something else we were doing, and this is a note that I made, and this might be harsh, um, guys like Alex, Alex Cronulli, he was he lost the ball so many times so many times if i'm counting correctly dude lost the ball you know well over 25 times same with Johnny Dean you know these guys just lost the ball like crazy um Mikey lost the ball a fair amount they they were just trying things. They were just kind of, they got the ball. And this is not necessarily fair, but when, what I'm counting as lost the ball is not a clearance because if you look at like Mob or other stats, possession loss technically is getting the ball under your feet and getting the frick out of the box. They want to get it out as far as possible. That is technically possession lost. What I am counting as possession lost is they have the ball at their feet, and they either get their pocket picked, which happened a few times to Alex, um, and to others as well. But the biggest ones that led to the biggest chances were Alex. So those are the ones that stick out to me. Um, and ones where they have a good chance, where they don't have to clear the ball. They don't have to hoof it long. I mean, the amount of times that, and this is not even just towards the end of the match where you get desperate, just get the ball down there, screw it, somebody's down there somewhere. I mean, like, this is the middle of the match, 60th, 70th minute, maybe even before that in the first half, where they're just kind of hoping that the long ball over the top is good enough and the secret is, is that against a Bob Lilly team, it's not. And I, it's a lot easier for me to accept this. It's a lot easier for me to accept this loss because this defense was good, right? My issue is, is that we didn't have a guy who is just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, passer in Bruno Lapa. Dude got dropped. He got dropped for a one Agudelo. And I just don't know if that's the right move. 
I don't. I mean, and this is where it gets hard, right? Like, who do you drop then? Who do you drop then, Kaylor? Um, I don't know. I mean, this was just an interesting lineup to see anyway, where we are essentially playing a 4-4-2. You know, keep it simple, the 4-4-2, right? Um, and technically, I think if you look at official graphics, it looks like a 4-4-1-1 where Enzo is playing behind one. But that's not what ends up happening. And this is, again, just another frustration that I'm having and I shouldn't be having. I should be I should be a lot more understanding. I should be I should just be a better human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but it's uh, I'm going to I'm going to read this and I've read it before and stop if you've heard this before. I want to take a different approach than I have before. I'm going to focus a lot on scoring. Before, I wasn't really playing as a 9. I want to see if I can have that number 9 mentality that those guys in MLS have where they shoot from anywhere and see if that works for me. Dude didn't have another shot today. We have gone through over 90 minutes, or about 90 minutes, of Juan Agudelo of not shooting the ball once. Not on target. I don't care. Hey, dude. You're just pushing it wide. You're just pushing it over. Cool. Get on frame, my guy. I mean, not shooting. Uh, I counted. Um, and if I missed one, let me know. One only touched the ball in the box once. Once. And you can sit there and say, well, his service wasn't good. His service wasn't good. And I'm willing to agree with that. I am. I am willing to to level with you and say, yeah, the service wasn't good. But he, he's better than that. I'd, he just is. He just is. He is a good player that should be able to make these chances, right? I mean, Eddie Horvat comes into the match and quadruples that. He goes out there and, you know, gets several touches in the box. He gets in the box several times. Juan was playing so deep that Enzo had nowhere to go off behind him. There were several times that Enzo was playing off more forward than him. And that can be okay. But if Enzo's going to be our number nine, then let's accept that. Juan, hey, dude, if you want to play that number 10 role... If you're taking out Bruno Lapa for him, and you're going to have him essentially play a Bruno Lapa role, which is what's happening right now, then just play Bruno Lapa because Bruno does it better. And I'm not, this is not a crack at one saying that he's a bad footballer. That's the exact opposite of the truth. I think what makes me so frustrated with Juan right now is that he is so good. You know, this is. I think this is the issue why everybody's frustrated with Legion right now. It's because they are so good. What is going on? And right now we are just playing so deep. And a lot of that was is because our defense was. We were just kind of 
hoofing the ball. We were not really doing anything with our possession. We were losing the ball. Our dribbles were to nothing. I mean, we had some fancy, some awesome, awesome uh, showings of dribbling and, you know, just overall footwork was awesome. Except we put ourselves into a corner where all we could do was just put the ball back to the top of the box or push it back into the back. I I don't know, man. That seems like it's uh, not great, dude. <laughs> Pretty much everything they did as well was attacking uh, Johnny Dean and that right side. Um, well, technically their left side. Um, they would occasionally push it forward. Uh, I don't think Johnny had a bad game. Uh, I I really don't. I couldn't tell you what they're really attacking unless it was Prosper, because we have Prosper sitting a lot deeper in this match, which is something else. Hey, we put more offensive players onto the pitch today. We put one Agudelo. We put uh, Enzo Martinez. We put Marlon. We put Zach Hervo, who we saw can get very far forward. We had Prosper all on the pitch. We had Johnny Dean who can go up. We had Mikey Lopez who can get up there, right? But, I mean, why not just push those players forward from the get-go? Why did we move away from the 4-2-3-1? Why? Why? It, <laughs> if it's been working, why are we tinkering? I mean, that Miami match, did we really need to change what we were doing? And with us going one solo up top, this goes back to the issue that I've been having from the very beginning. Solo strikers do not work. They do not work. If you go to the broadcast and go to about the 70th minute, I think. I didn't write down the exact number, but I remember it happening around there. The broadcasters are talking about how uh, strikers just don't work in Birmingham. They just don't. It's goals by committee, which is great, except <laughs> where are they coming from right now? And we've known, we've known, we've known, we've had more success when we play two at the top. And you can technically say that Enzo and Juan were kind of playing side by side. That's true, but that's because Juan was sitting so deep, not because Enzo was his striking partner. I mean, <laughs> why? Why? And one of our most dangerous players, Prosper Kasim, we dropped him farther back. Why would you do that, man? Everything about this felt like we... <laughs> mm. Slow down, Kaylor. Slow down. Part of our issue, too, is that, I mean, we were forced to play very defensive today. Because today, it yesterday, whatever. I mean, if you look at where everybody was really playing, right? We were kind of, I mean, Fanwell was playing so deep. He was playing so much deeper than the rest of his back line to essentially cover for dispossessions. We were preparing to be dispossessed. That's what kind of night it was. Fanwell kind of saw that, oh, my team can't hold on to the ball because our passing is so choreographed that they were able to pick it apart, that our dribbling was worthless, that we were just kind of letting the other team pick our pocket or put us in the bad positions. So Fanwell sat deep. 
And you ended up having this random uh, defensive line in the middle of the pitch with Alex, with Johnny, with uh, with Anderson, with Mikey, who they created a pseudo back line in front of Fanwell. And here's another thing. We were playing so narrow today, and we were trying to do that thing where we played narrow then pushed the ball out wide at the very end. That's great. Um, if you look, Johnny Dean it, during this match was playing inside of Alex a lot. I mean, Johnny was playing essentially <laughs> defensive mid. He was playing a defensive mid role that would occasionally get outside. I don't know if that's because Alex was playing too far wide. I don't know if that was instructions by Coach Stone. But that's just where he was a lot of the time. I mean, Prosper being back and pushing forward. I mean, okay, so hold on. Let me start over. So we have Fanwell, who's in the very, very back. We had a random pairing of... Anderson and Johnny Dean in the defensive midfield. Then we had the midfield. We had um, we had Zach Haravo playing this kind of uh, piv or kind of this cam role where he was kind of perfectly sat between Prosper and Marlon, which I thought he played decently. And then right in front of him was Juan and Enzo. I don't understand why. I just don't understand why, man. I don't get it. By by setting up and having this team, because if everything were to have gone right, because you can tell with the way that they played that Enzo and Juan were kind of playing side by side, it seems like to me that they were planning... I mean, Juan was trying to get a little bit far forward, but Enzo was just, you know, a little bit, uh, maybe not quicker, but pacier. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but Enzo was making these runs. Juan was making these runs. And it felt like they were just kind of poking and prodding, trying to do their thing, right? Where nobody was really getting forward. But the thing is, is that whenever you have your single target man and it just ends up being what happened last night where they just kind of see, like, F it, we're going long. Screw it, we're going long. You know? I mean, I, that just feels that just feels like it's not going to work. It just doesn't. I, I think we need to get ourselves right before Las Vegas, but Las Vegas is a really good team. Las Vegas, who beat this Pittsburgh Riverhound side and had an absolute just worldy of a match. If you haven't watched the El Paso versus Las Vegas match, oh, <laughs> boy, was that a good match. I mean, Las Vegas is a good team this year. Um, I we need to get ourselves right, but I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> I think we go back to the four, the the four two three one because we got away from it, despite it working or I mean and here's the thing is that if you want to make that one one that's fine because in the four two three one and it ended up being that um 
guys like Marlon and Prosper in the attack were it was essentially a four a four two one three where we allowed Bruno to stay a little bit farther behind and Marlon and uh, Prosper got forward and kind of played off of uh, played essentially in line or just barely behind our leading striker who was often in so that was great I really enjoyed seeing that and I think that's kind of where we need to go I mean you're not going to see it set up called a four two one three but that's how it plays but when you're playing like this where you have Enzo who's supposed to be behind Juan, everybody's having to stay behind Enzo, and because Juan wasn't as forward as you would like, everything is just pushed way back. So it ends up being, if it were to work correctly, just a, just like a, I'm going to have to do some crazy math, <laughs> um, where you have a 4 to yeah, a four, two, three, one. Is that right? Yeah. So if they get four, they're just going to be playing off of Enzo. Uh, I, I don't know. It just did not feel like the right move. And I want to say this. And again, I am biased here. I am completely biased because I am a massive Eddie Horvat fanboy. But I liked what I saw. He was getting in dangerous areas. He was getting forward. And I didn't really see that. Out of one, not uh, granted by more dangerous, I mean marginally. But every time Eddie has come into a match, I have really enjoyed what I've seen, and there is a lot of potential there. And he has the brain for it. Not saying that Juan doesn't, but I think Eddie Horvat has the brain of a number nine. And Juan, dude, if you want to come in here and say you want to play as, excuse me, a number nine, great. Do that. But you can't put a quote out there and then not do it. Just come in and play a 10. Play a, Essentially play that 10 role. Just do it. Just do that. That's fine. And if that's what you want to come in here and do, let's do the dang thing. But if that's going to be the case, I, this is where I want to farther my point. Eddie Horvat needs to be starting. And if you want to play Juan and Eddie Horvat together, that's awesome. I think that would be electric. Who do you drop? I don't know. That's something I might tinker with in a little bit but i feel like today was a little bit more rambly not as much real tactical talk um or a lot of tactical talk um again i'll be honest i'm not at my 100 percent right now uh just because it's early and i am exhausted but i wanted to get this out for you guys um i'm going to work on an article later tonight or once I get off work, whenever that may be, um, and then I'm going to start working on stuff for Las Vegas. This has been a rough, <laughs> really rough uh, week just when it comes to producing content between finals and all this crap. So after, after this week, I should be fully caught up, ready to go. But hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you ahead of time for being understanding. And if you're not fair, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. And until next time, guys, keep hammering on.